What is up? My name is Dr. Nima Romani, and I am a chiropractor turned interpersonal trauma specialist after going through a codependent meltdown and being able to go to the other side, heal and create a secure attachment, beautiful family, and a really very deep, uh, sacred duty to share the journey. And in my journey, I've I've created hundreds of videos and podcast episodes and content on the topic of healing trauma bonds and creating secure attachments. Now, in all of my um, uh, content that I've ever created, there was one specific um, Facebook Live that I did from the back seat of my car, nonetheless, when I was on vacation at an Airbnb in Tofino, British Columbia, just borrowing the Wi-Fi off of the uh, the the Airbnb that we were renting, and I was just kind of stream of consciousness. I made a list of the top twenty manifestations of covert narcissism, what we like to call in traditional society, the toxic feminine. Now we talk a lot about toxic masculinity and the way that it shows up with aggression, control, manipulation. Um, it, it's, it's very, very publicly spoken of, but you know, after working with so many people, specifically women, who are really stuck in these codependent dynamics, I started noticing some common threads, some common traits that part of the work of helping them rewire the conditioning of their nervous systems <clears throat> was to shift this behavior that shows up as toxic, which not a fan of that word. So <clears throat> not a fan of that word. So I like to call it wounded. Um, and some traits to watch out for, instead of pointing fingers at your partner, something to look at within yourself that when you do the work, when you learn how to rewire this conditioning, can totally transform these behaviors. This was by far the most impactful um video that I've ever done. I still get DMs from people about it. And I was very careful. I was kind of nervous about doing it because in this climate, in this culture, we see a lot of people who are worried about, you know, uh, being canceled and how is it going to be received? But overwhelmingly from the women that I uh, have been hearing from, they've just said nothing but thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, because they hadn't really been I don't want to use the word called out, but called forward before to then upgrade themselves and their behavior. And the good news is if you're willing, you can. So I'm going to, I'm going to share with you the most popular uh, Facebook live that I've ever done and go ahead and write down exactly the specifics between one to 20 of the most common manifestations of covert narcissism you know, which is kind of like the toxic feminine, which I'm not calling anybody, not labeling or diagnosing anyone. That's not what I'm doing. I'm just sharing with you the traits. Instead of diagnosing people, I'd like to look at it as traits that if you're committed, you can transform and then call in a relationship that's just so badass and so safe and secure and mature 
by virtue of the level that you've grown. So let me know what comes up on the other side of, of watching this video. If you are finally ready to learn how to take all of these concepts that I share in my content, in my podcasts, in my YouTube videos, my Facebook lives, and learn how to integrate them and implement them through a series of neural exercises that teach you how to rewire your relationship with trauma, sex, and money, the things that are most argued about in relationship dynamics, you will absolutely love my upcoming three-day intensive. Click that link below. It's coming up very soon. It is ideal for people who are nerds for neuroscience and want to rewire this conditioning of undeserving, of prosperity, abundance, and healthy sexuality. If we don't get to the conditioning, these unresolved faulty mechanisms play out in relational dynamics, creating insecure attachments. And unconsciously, we are pushing prosperity and healthy sexuality away because of this mechanism of undeserving. If you want to learn how to shift it from an embodied perspective, follow the link below and we'll see you at our next Rewire event coming really soon. Hello from the back of my car. <laughs> I am here uh, in Tofino, British Columbia, and I really, really, really wanted to share the revelations of a call that I just had. Welcome. If you're just jumping on right now, give me a hashtag replay if you're watching the replay. Welcome if you're brand new to the community. Um, my name is Dr. Nima Romani. I've been a chiropractor for the last 20 years intrigued by the fact that relationship breakdowns and unresolved trauma and grief within relationships in particular spill over to your health and well-being so if you're dealing with chronic illness chronic pain and you've gone to all the doctors this is the final kind of um, missing piece what i've observed and when I discovered this in my practice, I had been practicing for about 15 years, I slowly started to create workshops and teach people the fundamentals of nervous system regulation, self-regulation, and co-regulation within relationships. Healing relationship wounds, healing our emotional injuries because they very much impact our physical. What's up, Leslie? How you doing? Let me know, first of all, where you're signing in from because this is going to be a very... Uh, hot topic. I really want to share this with you. Uh, Leslie, this is going to be very interesting to you as well. You knowing my history as well in within uh, toxic relationships. Basically, I had been unknowingly, and I don't like to use the word, but I use the word toxic relationship because everybody understands most people have been in one. Uh, usually based on a trauma bond, based on an unresolved wound, you get involved in extremely highs, high highs and low lows, lots of arguing, you're, you know, two little children battling one another, and extremely high highs as well, usually passionate as well, 
becomes toxic and I was in the midst of that and going through my healing journey personally my number one goal in life a couple of years ago was I don't care whatever distance I have to travel whatever price I have to pay I want to create a healthy secure relationship that's all I care about and I stopped distracting myself by helping other people becoming Dr. Nima all that shit I put it aside and then I just went inside and really learned about attachment trauma I really learned about nervous system regulation I really learned about why I was falling into the exact same patterns with different relationships and each one was getting a little bit more toxic as you say and the last explosion uh, kind of woke me up to kind of look at myself and take a break from doing anything else except healing my attachment wounds unknowingly I came up with a methodology that I refined added to my method to help heal attachment traumas and change relationship dynamics especially people who are divorced separated separating wondering should I stay or should I go I love educating people on how to just stop looking and blaming the other person look at what they do they do this they're gaslighting me they're narcissists they're this this just stop with the magnifying glass and pick up a mirror instead and so helping a lot of people especially women who are in these codependent toxic codependent cycles been able to see some huge revelations so I wanted to share the top 20 traits that you can look out for if this is you this happens both men and women but we hear a lot about the toxic masculine you hear a lot of people when they're talking about the narcissist they're pointing fingers and they're blaming somebody else and they're playing victim to that these are the people that I want to you know this is what I wanted to highlight and really give you some some insight so that you now can have kind of like a window of changing the dynamic with inside inside of you and then outside you'll be able to heal relationships and so all of our trainings programs and everything are geared towards not couples counseling or sorting you know the other person out fixing them or solving them it's about healing you and so the first thing I wanted to share was that in the talk in the narcissist codependent dynamic have you ever been in one of those let me know in the comment section write down yes I have uh, were you the narcissist or were you the codependent so if you can be honest in our community we're very open about talking about these things we don't have uh, we don't you know bring shame to it it's just you know just the truth R really it's just really what the truth is so let me know in the in the comment section have you ever found yourself in one of these codependent cycles this is for you I want you to know something here you probably haven't heard this elsewhere you might have if they've been uh, pretty advanced and trauma-informed is that the narcissist and the codependent are two sides to the same coin the the narcissist is a covert codependent in other words they definitely need an external validation by this one person you know it's like you need to be with me uh, you the Sun and the moon should rise and set with me in my marriage that's where how I showed up for sure uh, when she turned around and wanted to do her own thing I was like wait a second that's not what I signed up for and I ended up getting a divorce I ended up leaving I totally not learning my lesson went into one relationship after another playing that same role until finally I, I did uh, I healed those attachment traumas and was able to kind of see it and now I'm so blessed to be able to help
people specifically in that limbo space, should I stay or should I go, um, to help kind of help them resolve that. So the first first thing is to understand that narcissist is a, is a, is a closet codependent, and the codependent is a covert narcissist. I'm going to share share with you how that happens. Now. We talk about the toxic shadow. Is it, when somebody had becomes toxic or their shadow feminine, shadow masculine, well, these terms you're going to hear a lot in pop psychology, it just means coming from a wound. It just means acting unconsciously from a wounded place. And we all, whether you're in your 30s or your 40s or your 50s, you actually are a wounded child walking in an adult's body. We all are. We haven't resolved those uh, attachment wounds from childhood, we will unknowingly show up, not through no fault of your own, through no not blaming yourself or anybody, but unconsciously showing up from these wounds. And until we address the root cause, we are going to go from one relationship to another following the same pattern. And those patterns come from unresolved grief and trauma from childhood. It's in your body. No amount of psychotherapy or intellectualizing or willpower stops you from when you get triggered behaving in these ways. I really want to help you identify the two types of shadow and specifically for women. We all know uh, what happens in the shadow masculine, the Me Too movement, the, uh, you know, the uh, child trafficking and all of this stuff. It's been well documented, but we don't talk a lot about the shadow feminine. Um, and the toxic feminine and I really want to help you uh, just get some insight on the behavior and what unconscious behaviors that show up and what you can do about it so I made some notes right here so um, being toxic when you're toxic to a man really boils down to objectifying him and and basically using and objectifying this is covert narcissism this is what happens you've all had the experience of being used by someone this is how women or the feminine will unknowingly do the same, uh, becoming increasingly self-absorbed and concerned with your own self-preservation. Usually, you got to understand, please get this, this happens when we are in survival mode. When you're in your toxic masculine, toxic feminine, whatever, this is happens when you're in survival mode, so you don't feel safe in your body. There is a anxiety going on it's a it's a response to anxiety so when you get into your shadow feminine what happens is you parentify the man he becomes like a surrogate father he's got to be you know like responsible for your emotions my last relationship she showed up when she showed up in her shadow feminine she showed up in in that way is like she kept saying fix it fix my emotions it's kind of like they call it the emotional tampon you know like um you know he 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 is responsible for fixing that. You know, this is when you're shadow feminine, when you're parentifying your man. He's like a father. You know, it's like a surrogate daddy, you know, daddy seeker. Or you could be in the shadow masculine as a woman, in the toxic masculine, shadow masculine, where you're mothering him. It's basically like, I'm going to destroy your sense of agency, your choice, so that you need me, you depend on me, and I remain in control. It's a form of control. That's when you get into your toxic shadow uh, masculine when you're a woman. When you get into your shadow feminine, you are parentifying. 
He's like, you need to be responsible for my uh, behavior. In, in other words, I'm going to merge and merge and destroy any boundaries between the two of us so that we are one. And, you know, we're not separate beings until I can use you as my source of, of, of nourishment and you can rescue me from, my, uh, from, from carrying all of this pain. I'm going to plug into you and use you. So you got to be careful when you're... Um, needing so needy of the man to rob to, to, to remove you of your pain it's basically anytime your toxic behavior is when we're leading with our wounding and so like again again narcissism and codependency are two sides to the same coin and it's basically when we when we're leading with our ego so this is we all have this we all kind of need external validation I like it I love it when people like me. I love it when a client says, thank you, you've changed my life. I love making an impact. I love it when my wife says, I, you know, I really admire you. Like, we all have that. There's, you know, we all have it. it. The problem is, is when that ego drives the bus and now you're in this unconscious cycle, that's when the problems happen. And so when a woman, when you uh, basically identify as the victim, use your fragility and your victimhood as your identity you're leading from the shadow feminine when you are leading with this victim as your identity victimhood as your identity you you have unhealed wounds and I'm not saying bad things didn't happen to you I'm not saying you deserved it I'm not saying get over it I'm just saying when you are seeing somebody and they're leading with their victimhood that's a sign that you're in your in your kind of toxic shadow feminine so here's 20 behaviors I'm just gonna list them up one one by one so that you can spot shadow feminine kind of covert narcissistic behavior um, am I an uber driver AD no I'm not this is actually this is my car I'm just uh, let me just actually show you um, there is I'm at my Tofino uh, Airbnb we are just about to uh, this kind of my wife and I's last trip before the baby and then we I don't know when when else I'm gonna be able to have another we're gonna go on a trip together because you know all hell breaks loose where she's due on October the 3rd so this is kind of our last little trip and it's of course it's a working working trip for me I'm constantly um, I can work from anywhere so I'm glad you're here Leslie and Dee I love you both um, number one sign when you feel entitled, when you're feeling or acting entitled to his money, time, and attention, uh, usually comes out very early on when he doesn't respond to your texts. You know, you get really angry or reactive when he doesn't respond to you right away. Signs you might be a redneck. You know how Jeff Foxworthy says, signs you might be a redneck. You might be in your shadow feminine when you feel entitled so pay attention let me know if you if anyone who's watching wants to call themselves out and say yeah I do that I would give you mad respect because we all this is about dissolving shame so if you can own it that's the first step to healing it number two a lack of awareness and appreciation for the value that he provides constantly criticizing him blaming nitpicking nothing he does is ever right or ever good enough if you're noticing that or you're getting that feedback from him chances are you're in your shadow feminine um, number three 
not respecting his boundaries or violating his boundaries, where he says, please give me space. This was me in my last relationship. I just need space. Please get out of my face. Coming in. And so it was just, and then it would just, it would just fucking explode. You know, I'm like begging for space. And then she would run right in my face. Like, I didn't, I'm just letting you, I, I did not respond very well to it i that drove me further into my wound acting from my toxic masculine number four when you manage his schedule so that you feel like you have taking ownership of his time this kind of need for control is another sign of when your toxic feminine is out i'm going to share with you what you can do about that so for example, he goes out with his friends and you get really pissed. You're livid because he didn't give you like three days notice. It was just like he just did it the next day. Boom. You know, that you're acting from a wound, right? Um, you know, it's like he, he constantly he needs permission. These are signs for you to look at. Uh, you're 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 not being led from your awakened inner parent you're actually being led from your wounded child number 5 is strategically strategically withholding affection and sex let me say that again when you strategically well i'm not going to give it up because of so and so you're in your shadow feminine this is covert narcissism happening. I'm not saying you should just give it up every time. No, I'm just saying when you're being strategic and manipulative about it, you're not leading as your functional adult self. This is acting from a wound. You're getting triggered. You're probably going to trigger him and his toxic masculine. And here goes this beautiful fucking dance. <laughs> I lived it, so I understand. Uh, number six. Here's a big one. I see this. Ooh, it breaks my heart when I see this. When you undermine him in public... For example, making jokes at his expense in front of others or, you know, making him look foolish in front of his friends and family and co-workers. Let me know if you do that. Jen, I know you used to do that. Not so much now. You've now, we've been working with you for a while. You have like literally been dissolving that toxic feminine and your functional adult has been coming up. It's been amazing to see. Jen got on a call with uh, with me and her husband. She's like, my husband's never going to go for this. He's never going to let me do uh, your programs or anything like that. I got on a call with him, and he was like, let's do this. And he's absolutely thrilled, if I could share, with the results so far. It's a work in progress. There's no finish line, but he's pretty pretty uh, stoked about it. It's, it's really great to see that, Jen. So when you notice... Um, when you notice that uh, you are undermining him in public, that's a good sign. Number seven is when you resent his happiness when it comes from sources of people that aren't you. When other people bring him happiness and you react to it and you resent him for it, that's a sign from your shadow, wounded, feminine, toxic feminine, covert narcissism showing up. Wise for you to look at it. We all have it. I'm not blaming you. I'm just... Think, notice, be able to call that out. Number eight, belittling his hobbies. Oh, you and your fishing, you and your golf, you and your fucking. What is up? If you are finally ready to learn how to take all of these concepts that I share in my content, in my podcast, in my YouTube videos, my Facebook lives, and learn how to integrate them and implement them through a series of neural exercises that teach you how to rewire 
your relationship with trauma, sex, and money, the things that are most argued about in relationship dynamics, you will absolutely love my upcoming three-day intensive. Click that link below. It's coming up very soon. It is ideal for people who are nerds for neuroscience and want to rewire this conditioning of undeserving, of prosperity, abundance, and healthy sexuality. If we don't get to the conditioning, these unresolved faulty mechanisms play out in relational dynamics, creating insecure attachments. And unconsciously, we are pushing prosperity and healthy sexuality away because of this mechanism of undeserving. If you want to learn how to shift it from an embodied perspective, follow the link below and we'll see you at our next Rewire event coming really soon. clients we're working with his wife is really hardcore about that golf trip and she just categorically ticks off all of those things that are happening um, and, and is extremely gets triggered and belittles his hobbies and interests to ice in order to isolate him from his truth okay and to undermine his sense of self this is covert narcissism you know uh, or it could be overt overt narcissists can't see their narcissism they deny it and they defend it covert is like ooh, shit I didn't know I fucked up I did that right so there's the ones who are overt won't be able to identify this behavior or call it out number nine number nine let me know if any of these resonate with with you number nine sign that you are in your toxic wounded shadow narcissistic covert narcissist feminine Number nine is when you don't have any hobbies of your own. You don't have friends, relationships outside of the relationship. He basically is the sun and the moon and the stars, uh, which your solar system revolves around. And you're just, even if you do have all that stuff, you're not really engaging in it because your mind is completely focused on that. You might be in your toxic feminine. All right, you might be a redneck, as Jeff Foxworthy says. So number 10, when you notice yourself creating no-win scenarios unconsciously, you are in your toxic feminine. Uh, you know, disparaging, disparaging his career, but then competing with it at the same time. You know, it's like you're like putting his career down, but then competing at the same time. You know, that, that kind of thing. That's like a no-win scenario. You're basically shooting yourself in the foot when you're in that situation. A healthy relationship is not possible, and you're probably going to play victim to it when you're in your toxic feminine, but that's you're, 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 you're making it impossible to create a healthy relationship for yourself. Uh, number 11, this is common when uh, you have this scenario when you he's provided a lifestyle, for you you're enjoying the lifestyle he works hard to provide and then complaining that he doesn't spend enough time with you uh, when you're just you're, you're it's kind of that entitlement right and you're you're complaining he's not emotionally present and available to you you know he's not available to have like 
a three-hour sexual escapade with you and judging him for it, uh, doesn't do enough around the house because he's working his ass off to provide, but then you're constantly, instead of first leading with gratitude, you're leading in the shadow. You know, that's not going to help you very much. Tam, I'm, I'm glad this is resonating for you. Now, number 13, sorry, number 12, number 12 sign that you're leading from your toxic feminine wounded self is that when you're using language that wounds his masculine core, and attacks his manhood in like a very demeaning, disrespectful way. Like, you're inadequate, you're incompetent, you're impotent, you're disappointing, you're a fucking failure, you're a pussy. Okay? When you're leading with that, you're in your toxic feminine, and that's not going to give you the outcomes that you're really looking for and that you deserve, which is a healthy relationship. You shoot yourself in the foot. All right, let me know if any of these are resonating with you. If this any of this is resonating with you, let me know. So number 14, uh, sorry, number 13 is telling him he's not a man. You're not a man. You're not a man. When you're in that, you're in your wounded feminine. And there's some work for you to do. Number 14 is when you say things that you don't understand really hurt him to the core because men often show their love in different ways right providing sometimes they didn't get emotional attunement we didn't get i didn't get emotional attunement from my parents i did not they didn't they don't know what it is i was raised by narcissistic parenting and i'm not playing victim i'm just stating a fact it just wasn't children weren't meant to be really heard they were meant to be seen but not heard that's how your parents were were raised likely your man was raised that way so Telling him, you don't even care, you don't even care about so-and-so is very hurtful. You know, you're taking advantage of his lesser capacity to process and express like emotions and you tell him, you know, you tell him what he does and doesn't feel. Ugh. How does that feel when somebody does that to you and they're telling you how, how they you feel or not feel? It's so invalidating and that's basically coming from the wounded Wounded Feminine, and I really want to help you. Uh, this is helping you, Arsissa? Great. Let me know if this is helping you. Let me know, let me know. And here's what I want you to do. I want you to invite people in this group who you know really need to hear this, because I'm standing for healed families. You can't heal families when you're playing victim, pointing fingers, and not looking at yourself. So I'm doing this as a service to you goddesses out there, so that you can learn to step into your divine feminine, rather than act from the wounded, toxic, shadow feminine side, playing victim all the time. So let me know if this is landing for you. I'd really appreciate you inviting people, tagging them in this training because there's hope because I got a solution if you really want to transform this. So number 15. So we got five more to go. Number 15 is when you use him to emotionally process your every emotion. It's basically called you're using him as an emotional tampon. He's like absorbing all of your emotions you're using him for that okay it's kinda like making him responsible for your everyday mental stability and sense of self-worth that's not your divine feminine my dear that is your toxic wounded inner child not toxic but that's your wounded inner child needing parentifying him let me know if this is resonating with you make sure you subscribe 
that you're shooting yourself in the foot creates toxicity, creates, you know, like a no-win situation. You know, the guy doesn't know. It's like, oh, my God, this is a lot of work. That's why I was like, I'm out of here. You know, separated families who still need to co-parent with someone who had this dynamic. What do you do to stop all this? I'm going to answer that, Tam. All right. That answer is coming. Number 16 is when you use drama and reactivity, which you justify as communication, to fix the relationship. Okay? The drama, the reactivity that you're using to, like, fix the relationship is a sign of your wounded inner child. It's not yet healed. This is very humbling. I was doing a lot of this in my last relationship. Arsissa, you know what? I appreciate you being honest about it. That's great. Um, you're not alone. I didn't. I showed up as my wounded masculine in my last relationship. I, I have a secure, healthy, interdependent relationship right now, where if we get into conflict, we bounce back in minutes rather than before it would take days because I didn't have the tools to become trigger proof. I didn't have a trigger proof toolkit. So it's not your fault. Okay, Arsissa, this is not your fault. However, this is your responsibility. It's not your fault, but it's your responsibility. You can turn this around. I'm going to share with you what, what to do. So, um, out, so the next one, so number 17, is when you have outbursts of anger and reactivity all of the time until his life revolves around not making you upset and walking on eggshells, and 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 constantly feeling like like failing at everything that's expected of him if he uses the words fuck i can't win with you that's a little telltale sign whenever he uses this uh beautiful arsissa fuck i can't win i want you to realize oh shit okay not that it's your fault it's like oh okay i can wake up here and i can take care of I now know what to do, all right? So number that's number 17. Number 18 is when you have excessive discussions about the relationship in general and how and why you're not getting your needs met constantly. This was my last relationship. Can we talk about the relationship? And I was just like, I'm done home. I'm finished work, and I'm heading home, and I'm like, fuck, I'd rather be at work because now the work is going to begin because she just wants to constantly, endlessly talk about why things are not working and all of that. So when you're leading with that, it's not, not to say that, you know, conversation isn't valuable. It's just to say that when you're constantly leading with that, there's a problem. All right. Number, uh, you know, just to let you know, it just wears down a guy. It wears him down consistently, makes him long for fucking just like a bullet to the head. <laughs> it's like it just wears him down. I just remember just feeling so depleted, going, "Ugh, God, I'm just so depleted, and I couldn't wait to get the hell out of there." Um, just sucks the life force right out of him. Number nineteen. Here's another sign of your toxic, wounded feminine. Is when you disrespect his decisions, or make, or you start making decisions for him that are not yours to make. <laughs> when you feel entitled to making decisions for him that are really not yours to make. It's like, um, why do you care about, like, 
which hotel that he has to go to or why do you care or what decision do you have to make about what car that he's about to buy or um, you know just where he should go for dinner or what he should eat when you feel it this is all kind of like this unconscious need to control which isn't your fault because growing up as a child you often felt out of control so you're trying to manage that anxiety by using him and this is your toxic shadow feminine and so I want you to have a healthy relationship I want I stand for healed families because an unhealed family impacts your nervous system and your health and well-being we got to turn that around by making that a priority and so uh, number 20 being fixated on his social media and how your relationship appears on social media that's a good sign that's a good sign going to replay from the beginning love you too. <laughs> love you too, Yanni love love it so when you're being fixated on how you're being perceived and how he's perceiving you're coming from a wound okay now this could be either codependently or narcissistically sourced you could either be codependent or you could be narcissistic remember there are two sides to the same coin when you're pointing fingers he's a narcissist there's a covert narcissist inside of you that can see that the way that you break that drama triangle that victimhood is by owning that you're the perpetrator you're the victim and so therefore what do you do about it as our Sissa asked or I believe it was Tam that asked what do you do well you become your own hero you stop needing it outside and you resolve the attachment wounds that started them you learn how to become trigger proof you sharpen your trigger proof toolkit and I know he needs to do his work and I know he's got toxic shadow masculine I am well aware that that's where he's running the show but to try to fix him and rescue him and solve it for him is a losing battle you will not win you will not win if you make that a priority you will not win if that becomes your mo the only way to win in this dance is for you to own it own where you've been that way and commit to healing those attachment wounds to solving it with your younger parts there are younger parts of you that didn't get seen didn't get heard that experienced trauma with a capital T bad stuff or trauma with a small T stuff that you wouldn't even know is traumatic is look at my last post on eight signs of trauma that you would that are normal common human experiences but you wouldn't know those things are not just an intellectual thing you can psychotherapy your way out of they're in your body and they must be dealt with at a body-based level and so that's what becoming trigger-proof is all about all of our events are designed to help you get to the core wound of it and that's what is going on this weekend we have the overview experience this weekend coming up on Sunday here in North America it's bright and early Monday morning uh, Yanni you came to the overview experience so you know what it was like what it did make sure you share what what it was like for you but I have a link here and it is five hours where we identify what your trigger is and we go back and we find the root cause and we do it in a community setting and they're sharing and you'll see that you're not the only one you'll see that this is not like just you that we all are in this together and what happens is when you start to heal those attachment wounds you're now able to leave a relationship that isn't serving you or in many of our cases like in Karen's case uh, her relationship got better than ever in Melissa's case she was the 
codependent. She was the, you know, he was the narcissist. There was in, there was infidelity. And lo and behold, after healing those attachment wounds, she completely transformed the relationship. He started doing his work and holy crap. Like she's like in another world. I just got on a call with her a couple days ago and she's like, our relationship has totally changed. So in that limbo phase of separation, should I stay, should I go? This is the answer. It, you basically learn the tools to heal those attachment wounds. And so that's coming up this weekend. I have a link here and the way it starts is we identify your trigger. I'm just going to drop it in the comment section. Watch the video that I uh, that I give and the link. Watch the video. Click on that link. It takes a couple seconds to to um, to open up and just watch the video. Read the, the, the text. Um, go on my Facebook page and just read the testimonials of the people who were scared. Yanni almost didn't do it because she was worried about finances. She was worried about investing. He's never going to go for it. He doesn't approve. I need permission. She almost didn't do it because of that. And she jumped in through her fears and had a profound transformation and saw a complete shift in her relationship instantly, right away. And when you heal those wounds, all of a sudden you start to create the space for a secure relationship. Your codependency turns to mutuality. Your um, fear of abandonment turns to confidence, clarity, courage. And essentially, your coping skills for anxiety become transformed. And this is the way out because your shadow feminine and your covert narcissism are all because of a lack of safety in your body and we can't just talk our way through that we can't get your husband to do that work for you this is your work to do for you or your wife this is works both ways it totally works both ways yes you almost didn't do it and yeah I'm so grateful that you did and uh, I think it saved your husband's life that's basically what he told me um, and so I'm inviting you to join us and send me a DM of your story. Uh, if you haven't watched our trigger proof training where Yanni and Dusty's story are there, let me know and we have a little promo code that makes it free for a couple of hours. You still need, you're on the fence and you need more info, that's fine. Otherwise, just fucking jump in and join us on Sunday and learn the tools. Let me know as well which of those 20 do you resonate with the most? I want to hear from it. And number one. Number two, what would be possible for you? Grateful for you too, Yanni. Um, what would be possible? What, what do you want to create in the next six months? I know you might be stuck in your relationship, but get your head out of your ass for a moment and look and go, all right, where do I want to be? And what's stopping me? What, what internal uh, disconnections do I have for myself? where I don't love myself, am I? are those parts of me showing up in this relationship? Yes, he's got his work to do, but you can't delegate self-love to somebody else. When you're ready to actually learn how to truly love yourself, truly love yourself, learn how to heal those attachment wounds, learn how to empathically communicate with others, learn how to show up um, being able to set healthy boundaries, not from a wounded place of boundaries! I really, really 
you know, I look forward to many of you are already joining us on the weekend. I can't wait. It's five hours that literally will transform your life and get you started in the process because it's a process. We're constantly doing the healing work of our attachment wounds. I really would love to see you. Let me know what landed for you today. I'm glad that this landed. Uh, I stand for healed families. The reason why I'm doing this is because I have a baby that's coming. I'm my number one priority is to create a healthy and safe environment for my, my, my child to grow up in, feeling seen and heard, and not being at the effect of all of my traumas. Because unknowingly, without me taking on healing my attachment wounds from my primary caregivers, my parents, I'm going to be dumping that onto my child. And that's what's happening with us. We're dumping it onto our children. And what would have happened to you if your parent just said, you know what, I'm bef while you're young or what, before you were born, I'm going to take the time and the effort and heal my own attachment wounds. The, the root cause of all of this kind of toxic behavior, I really, really want to heal that and uh, create, make an impact on my kids' lives. Imagine if your, your parent did that. This is the opportunity for you to do it. And I really look forward to sharing these tools with you. It's going to be a blast. And I'll see you at the next. Please invite people into this, into the group who, who you feel really need to hear this, who are kind of in a limbo state. They're finding the same patterns in relationships and their arguments, and they just are ready to end that pattern and to start creating healthy interdependence. Invite them into this group and tag them in this video. I'd love to um, get them this information. See you at the next perfect time, and I'll see you guys on Sunday that are coming. I can't wait. It's going to be fun. All right. So I'm curious what came up for you. Which ones were the most common? Don't hesitate. If you want to reach out, send me a DM or an email or tell me what came up for you, but only if you're committed to learning how to rewire that conditioning. Because the first thing I want to tell you is if you can identify with any of those things, it doesn't mean that you're a bad person. And no, it doesn't mean that you're hopeless. It means that you have some work to do like anybody else. You know, the first half of life is a giant mistake. Nobody, nobody knows what the fuck we're doing. <laughs> we are at the effect of our parents wounding. And the, the big red flag here is if we don't turn around and go inward and commit to finding the right guide and the right mentor to learn how to rewire this conditioning, this reactivity, this childlike reactivity, then the chances of us attracting a mature partner they go down the shitter. <laughs> let's let's face it. We attract partners at the exact level of maturity that we are. So the invitation for you is if you can relate to this and you really, really want by this time next year to have a complete shift and transformation, follow the link below and join us at one of our next upcoming events where I literally walk you through the entire process or go ahead and uh, click to apply, apply to actually work with me. Um, let's see if you're actually ready. Let's see if you have the willingness. Let's see if you're willing to be a student, if you're willing to be coachable, if you're willing to receive some feedback, sometimes depending on how far we've gone in our trauma world and our trauma kind of uh, journey, receiving feedback doesn't feel so good. But if you're open to having feedback done in a way where it's loving, 
with, with your highest goal in mind, then go ahead and follow the link below. And I would love to see you at the next perfect time.